Jesus is opening up a mystery that has been hidden since the foundation of the world, the problem of evil. Doesn't answer the whole question, but he goes a long way to explaining why we're going through what we are right now. And so it's, it's only found in Matthew, thanks be to God. Matthew recorded this when Jesus spoke it. And so in the, in the time of Christ, this was not an unusual situation. Jesus is not making something up. Uh, it, it, this actually happened. The wheat in those days, from, it's my understanding, I put that little wheat out there as a prop, uh, was smaller. Um, I don't know, I suppose things have been hybridized since then, but it was, it was a smaller type of grain, an ear. And there was something called bearded darnel. We have some grass people here in this parish. I don't know if that's still, is there such a thing? Yeah, well, anyway, uh, the, the type in the Holy Land at that time, the, the, the bearded darnel looked very much like wheat when it started to grow. And so you couldn't tell the difference at first. And when you could tell the difference, it was so intertwined with the root system that if you pulled it out, you'd pull out the wheat. It was kind of a, a way that this plant found a way to, to survive. It, in mixing in with good stuff, it kept it from, from uh, being pulled out. And, and this, this darnel was somewhat poisonous on top of everything else. Good for nothing. It, it existed only to propagate itself and then die. You couldn't eat it. You couldn't do anything with it. So, hence, the only thing you could do with it is burn it. And that's what they did. And the wheat, of course, could be eaten. But the, the slaves, of course, don't, they're not farmers. and They don't understand this. And, and they, they go to the master and want to pull it right out. Of course, the master is smarter than that. He lets them grow together until the harvest time. Now we're beginning to see the world at large. We have good and evil it stays together for the time being. We're on a stage right now. This is, we are in a play, if you will. Different actors come and go, different scenes. We're right now, this is our moment. This coronavirus bit is our moment. This is, this is we were meant for this very moment. This is, this is what God has in mind for us. This is one of the things in the, in the play that we're in. The whole world is in one, and it's all gonna be revealed in one big, one big act will be shown at the end of time. But in the meantime, we have the, the wheat and the weeds, and there's a bit of a, uh, there's a certain disconnect here because while we live on earth, we could be either, and we can go back and forth between that. And in fact, we may have a little of both in us. We're always trying to become wheat and not weeds because at the end, we see what the weeds are like. So we have to look at the difference here between these two. And we notice here also that when is the weed, when are the weeds sown at night? When nobody can see them. Darkness. Evil is dark. Good is light. Good has no reason to hide. Evil does not want to be seen normally. And so they hide at night. The enemy is the devil. If there's a real person here, Jesus is not speaking in metaphors. This, the devil, the angels will come in. The good angels will come and harvest the earth. In other words, they'll reveal what they've always, they've always been here, but they'll then reveal themselves. At that point, life is over. And so is our test. So is the opportunity to do good and to become something. Once we're pulled out of the ground, we are what we are. We're not going to grow anymore. And so these, there's a lot of images here that really have a lot of uh, 
meaning for our lives as we go through life and we wonder why are these people getting away with something some of them never come to justice I, I remember giving this homily during the 2008 financial crisis I never saw anybody go to jail I don't think anybody went to jail for that somebody did something wrong but they got you know there's another judge coming I don't know what's going on in the world right now, and I'm not talking about coronavirus, but there's this, that, and the other thing, and people get away with stuff. It's been this way since time immemorial, but everything's on tape. It's all going to be played back, and we'd better say we're sorry to God before we meet him because, or be sorry about it because otherwise we're a weed. A weed, it's a selfish plant. A weed gives nothing to anyone. It just takes it off for themselves. In fact, if you try to take something away, you're poisoned. This is not uh, what we're here for, and there's nothing you can do with it at the end of time. It doesn't have any need for God. It's self-sufficient. But the other plant is growing so that it can be eaten and thus propagate itself, and it has a use for the world. And so that's why it is cultivated. And we see now why the Lord puts, allows both to grow together. You sometimes have the appearance that that people that evil is winning. Evil is not winning. There is very there are only certain limits on what is allowed by God in this world, and it's a very we're in a very temporary condition. This this is a, not a one act play, but it definitely won't last very long. When you look at eternity, everything's being decided right now. A lot of people. Um, are not listening. They feel that scripture and the Lord has nothing to say to them. They're busy, you know, punching out windows. There was a cathedral that said they tried to catch on fire in France today. They don't want the Lord. And what does our Lord say? If you have ears, you better be listening. You think I have nothing to say to you, you're not listening. Because uh, there's just so much that without God, this is not a pleasant world to be in, you know. So we have, the way I always like to look at it is, you know, while we're here, all of us, we're very different. You know, we all have different, uh, different ways of looking at things. I mean, masks are one thing. There's always debates about whether we should wear them or not, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and I, my, my position is I'm not a real fan of them, but I wear it out of charity when I come here. And that's exactly what I do. You know, I put myself aside because there's other people that are afraid. So that's the way I look at it. But we all have differences in, in politics and in, in even such things as exercise and different ways of doing things, different ways of driving. I'm the only good driver in, in Kaiser, and, you know, it's very hard. It's, boy, it's a, it's a tough responsibility, but I wear it well. But my, I always look at this like you get on the freeway, and suddenly, rather than being in here where we're all united by our faith, thanks be to God, as our cohesion is the Eucharist and the Word of God and, and the church, that Jesus founded, and we get on the freeway, and boy, we're with all of humanity. You know, some people are just the nastiest bits. You know, they won't let you in. They see you're trying to get over, and they, and they go forward to keep you out. You know, those kind of people. And I think Hitler. There goes Hitler going by. But uh, you know, now there's somebody you think got away with something, caused World War II, and then killed himself before he could come to justice. You know where he went? Straight before the just judge. I wonder what happened. The church never said, but there's a lot of Hitlers out there that think they got away with something. And, and you know something, a car, you have anonymity, especially some of the dark windows. I'm not saying everybody with tinted windows is evil, but sometimes you can't see them. And, 
you, uh, uh, and you've got a little power, you've got um, freedom, and a lot of our personality comes out in that. And, but the whole mix of humanity is there. And yet we're all going somewhere. The freeway has an end. And we're not all going to get off at the same exit. So our Lord is, makes it very clear that good and evil, while it's tolerated, the Lord allows evil up to a limit. So we'll have a test. But more than that, for the sake of the weed, the wheats, the wheats, that's good, for the sake of the wheat. And that hopefully some of the weeds will change and become wheat. So it's because of the prayers of good people and, dare I say it, the Holy Mass, that you'd think it was irrelevant, you know? Uh, that we can pray anywhere is what somebody prominent uh, in our area said once and when they closed the churches. And you know what? Without the Mass, the world would come to an end. Padre Pio said that and so did a number of others. I wondered what that meant. I thought, well, the world's gone on for four billion years. What the heck is he talking about? What he meant was that we have the capacity to destroy ourselves a billion times over. You know how many of these viruses they're cooking up in laboratories? Why is it that none of them gotten out till now? Why have we not destroyed ourselves with missiles that can come over here in 90 minutes? Because God is protecting us. And this is Jesus in the Eucharist. He comes down physically on our altars. He, this is the sacrifice of Calvary that saved the world. And the people praying in the Adoration Chapel, the people came in here and prayed for these three long months when we couldn't have Mass in this church. They were, they, that, that was the most powerful prayers I heard over and over again of people that were so grateful that, that had that desire to come in. And instead, they couldn't come to Mass, you know. And they were coming from a lot of places because a lot of churches were closed. We, the Knights of Columbus kept it open for us. Thanks be to God for them. And this is why the Lord's keeping the world in existence. And some people that are evil and don't love God, they're spending their time fighting him and pushing him out of our country. Um, there's a prominent atheist organization. I'm not going to um, plug them by giving the name or the individual that said this, but the person that said it is very prominent, um, had a very prominent father, and he said... Not only not believe in God, but I don't believe in hell, and I'm going to do whatever I darn well please. He's got a long. He's got. There's a problem there because that the the um, those are the people most likely to go there. Many of the mystics have said um, it's very real. Uh, Jesus doesn't want anybody to go there. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's not meant to be a fearful thing. It's just that there's at the end of time, if I if I've done nothing but selfishness, I'm not going to fit in in heaven. But Jesus will offer me a chance at the end of time between life and death. St. Faustina uh, said that and was clarified by the church as a result of the vision she had is that God will offer all. It's very comforting to us that a relative that passed without, without a lot of faith, that chance for mercy. We have to look for a moment at good and evil real quickly before I quit. And that is that evil is dark, good is light. God is light. God is good. Every good thing in our lives comes from God. Every single thing. What is evil? Evil is by night. Evil, in order for Darnell to succeed, there has to be wheat. Think about it. The Darnell succeeds in not being pulled up in that era because it had to mingle with the wheat. With the wheat. To take that in out, the freeway analogy, some people zip in and out of traffic. How do they do it? Because everybody else is obeying the rules. 
If we all did it, there'd be chaos. But some people think they're getting away with something. And so evil requires, I've said this before, evil requires good to corrupt. You look at the Twin Towers, you can't destroy them now. They're not there anymore. What happens when there's nobody to kill? What happens when there's nobody to hurt? What happens when there's nothing to burn down? What happens to a person after death that remains angry and evil and there's nobody left to hurt because they've all been taken to the barn in heaven? The evil stays inside. It can't express itself anymore. And it burns and it burns inside like some people do when they, they're, they're hurt and they can't express it and they can't get back at this person and they hate them and, and it becomes hotter and hotter. And this is what Jesus describes as the fires that they're in. The fire is within them. God didn't put them in the fire. They put themselves in and they won't allow God to heal them. And they go so far away from him that they never want to come back. They're attached to what they did. They're attached to it too much to let it go. And yet they long for God. They long, we all long for God. And yet the evil inside overpowers. It gets hotter and hotter. It can no longer express itself. There's nothing else to destroy. God, without God, there's nothing but blackness. With God, it's all light. So there's a lot here in between this. We don't know exactly what's going on, but we know enough that that good wins in the end and that God is allowing the evil for now for the sake of those who are being saved and hopefully some of them to repent of that and to get a clue as to what life is really all about. That it is God himself keeping us in existence, protecting us, particularly in this overly technological age where our abilities have far outstripped our morality and ability to control it. And God may have to do a reset to keep us from destroying everything. So we have to get the message that God is giving us. There's really a strong message with this corona thing. It's how to get along, how to deal with, with an un, unexpected and, and incredibly uh, surprising thing that's going on here and in more ways than one. And yet God has, I think God is sent, sending a message to the whole world and to each one of us individually in coping with this whole thing and telling us, you know, I'm the one keeping you, in a, I'm protecting you from yourselves, guys. You want, me to, you want me out of the world, that's fine. But, you know, uh, there's a risk in pushing me out. In the end, uh, God is all there is. We're here, created by God, to find him. And the other thing, the last thing, you'll notice that he lays the parable out for everyone in a boat. He explains it in a house to very few people. Why is that? Those in, those, those, that small group of disciples has got to go out and proclaim the gospel. They have to understand. But the people have to figure it out. He lays the parable out, lets them figure it out. That's the world. We're put in the world. We see good and evil together. We got to figure it out. The scriptures will give us a clue, but we have to seek. We have to come in. We have to tune in. If we tune out, we're not going to understand. And it's going to get more and more confusing. Devil, the devil brings confusion. God brings sanity. He brings order. He brings knowledge. He brings hope. And that's a great thing. So there's a lot here that we can reflect on as we progress through the world in challenging times, personally or, or uh, corporately together. And we thank God that he gives us so much time to, to figure it out and to choose to be wheat rather than weeds. <laughs>